Welcome to the Ink and Soul podcast, created by Rachel Kong, inspired by indelible ink writers. I'm Lamar Gibbs, content creator and writer, and I'm joined with my co-host, Mia Arrington. I'm a writer, mom, and licensed social worker, and we're so glad to have you tuning in for a soulful conversation on creativity. We'll speak some life into your words and speak some words into your life. And you will change more curious, more courageous, and more compelled to cultivate a life of creativity. Welcome. In this episode, we have the privilege of interviewing Jamie Lapa Rollery, founder of Hashtag International Inklings Day, celebrated every May 11th. In this episode, we'll be discussing faith and fiction. Before we dig in, Jamie, welcome. Can you tell us a bit about who you are and what you do? Yeah, um, thank you so much for having me on this. I'm excited to talk with you guys and just story and all the awesomeness that that is. Um, So yeah, a little bit about me. Um, I also work in uh, publishing. So I've been in publishing um, for five years and I do marketing in in publishing. Um, Before that, I was working in other industries, but I always was tied to books. Um, I had a book blog for several years um, that I did kind of on the side. Um, And then growing up, um, loved reading, did all the summer reading programs, just always, always been about books and especially fiction. Um, And so what I do at publishing is I work closely with authors who are getting ready to launch their books. Um, And so I work with them on social media stuff and, and all things marketing newsletters, how to get them out there, how to engage audiences and stuff like that. So it's, it's a ton of fun. Um, Get to work with authors, get to spread the word about books and and all those things. Um, And I'm also um, professionally on the team um, Ink and Willow, which is a line um, at our publishing house. And that is um, gift products. So journals, uh, coloring books, adult coloring books that are still really popular. So I love that because a piece of that is creating content as well. Some we create in-house, some we work with authors. So um, it's just a lot of story-driven stuff with work. So um, yeah, and then personally, I am currently living in Colorado Springs. And um, yeah, yeah, I, I think those are the some of the highlights, but yeah. I love it. <laughs> I love it. Well, I was um, looking through some of your books too, and I was like, hmm, I'm starting my own little list here. Okay. <laughs> I'm like, this is amazing. <laughs> yeah. Always up to talk recommendations. Yeah, and, and it's 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 great, like like Mia said, like just seeing the books, and it was such a great surprise to see Shul Baraka's book, and he saw that it was good on there. I saw that you did some work on that, and I, that made me excited because I'm a big Christian hip hop fan and a fan of Shul Baraka and his work, and so just to see that you work with such a great you know mind and artist, um, it definitely makes sense. <laughs> Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, he his book is fantastic. And um, I w- I'm on his, his team. And so it's been cool to see feedback about that. But that's great. That's awesome. Yeah. Yes, yes. And so how did get you get book. into? Yeah, absolutely. Everybody get that book. But <laughs> how did you get into marketing within publishing? Yeah, so um, I, I briefly mentioned before that um, I was doing marketing beforehand in a completely different industry. Um, and I was actually living in Texas at the time. Um, and so 
when I decided to, cause I kind of, since college went all over the place, I did journalism, but was doing wedding photography and this and that, and, and all the things creative. So we kind of hand our, have our hands in, in all, all kind of yeah. pockets sometimes. Yeah. Um, <laughs> For <and> sure. <laughs> so, yeah. Um, and so I was, um, like I said, just, just ha- had a job in marketing and, and then I decided, you know, I was like, you know, I'm just going to start seeing what's out there. Um, at that point, I think I'd been doing my book blog for five years, five-ish years. And so um, it wasn't a first job I applied to kind of thing. I think um, over a couple of years, I would have maybe like once a quarter, just apply to a bunch of jobs that were posted. You know, a lot of them made it easy to find them online and some completely not um, qualified for, but it was the almost the idea of, well, I'm just going to apply just to stay in, um, what's the word, consistency of trying mm-hmm. to get in, if that makes sense. And so, um, yeah, after about a couple of years, um, I saw this from, uh, I work for under Penguin Random House, um, the imprints, um, Waterbrook and Multnomah. And so it said marketing manager. And I was like, oh, that is a job I am <laughs> actually qualified for and, and could do and, and would love to do. So, um, yeah, that's how um, I got the job. And then it, it required moving. And so that's uh, what took me to Colorado. Oh, that's cool. That's awesome. I love that you just like, I'm just going to reach for the stars. And I'm like, in my mind, I'm like, what's the worst that can happen? You hear no. And then you apply and you keep going, you know, moving yeah. until you got to the place of where you're at now in your job. And I just, I find that so encouraging. And I'm thinking of our listeners who are probably like, oh man, this is so frustrating For sure. But to keep pushing through and to keep um, going for it, honestly, is, you know, because like I said before, what's the worst that can happen? You hear no, you get back up again and you keep going, right? Um, Yeah. I was, I was going to say, I love, um, I think that's one of the things I just loved your Instagram page, honestly, um, and just seeing um, for your to- um, tours and museums and just hearing, reading little snippets of books, because like I said before, I've started a list um, and I'm going to just slide to my husband, like, hey, birthday's coming up. Here you go. Like, <laughs> here's some hints. Here's yeah. Some <laughs> Um, but what I loved is your bio on Instagram says that you're a Narnian. I love this so much. A Middle Earth native and a Wakandan. It also says that you are the founder of International Inklings Day and that you are slowly but surely visiting and supporting bookstores and li- uh, libraries around the world. Can you tell us about your fascination with fiction, more specifically those written by the Inklings? And I'd also love to hear about um, you being the founder of International Inklings Day. Yeah, um, that is one thing. Um, naturally, I'm an introvert, but there's keywords that go introverts. Yeah, right. All the right, way, one hundred percent readers. <laughs> but there's like keywords that I'm like, what? Let's talk. You could be a stranger, but all of those things are um, definitely under that. Um, yeah. So I, um, I'm trying to think wh- where to start. Okay. So I actually didn't grow up reading any of Tolkien or Lewis. Um, I, to this day, I still don't know why. Cause again, as I referenced earlier, my parents, my mom would take us to books, libraries, all the things, but somehow um, it did not cross my path. But I do remember reading a ton of fantasy growing up. Um, and so it wasn't until, I think I tried to read Lewis in college, but with so much other stuff 
it kind of just got pushed aside because you're reading all kinds of books, you know, in, in college, sure. or at least I'm supposed, I was supposed to be, but, um, <laughs> and so it was after college and, um, uh, it's funny, my memory can be terrible, but there's key stories I remember. So I was going on a trip and, um, I wanted to get, a, you know, a new book. This was pre e-reader. So, um, I went to a used bookstore right by my house and I was still with my parents. Um, and I saw the horse and his boy by, um, by Lewis. And mm -hmm. I was like, okay, I have heard about Narnia, <laughs> you know, I'm just going to get this book. Um, and so I read it and we were visiting my dad's family in Louisiana. And I was like, what? This was awesome. <laughs> you know, it was, yeah. uh, I've, mm -hmm. I've shared this before in, in different avenues, but I was like, what? so as soon as I got home immediately, you know, going to buy the whole series and that introduced me to uh, Lewis and then through that found um, Lord of the Rings. And, mm -hmm. um, but with Lord of the Rings, it was a friend told me, to watch the first movie after it was already released and um i was like okay like yeah sure and so you know watched it one night and again how did i not <laughs> know about this before <laughs> what in the world and so again immediately when when borders was still a thing um went and picked up the series and and read it that way um and then had finished in time for i think the second movie if i remember uh, correctly but um yeah so that's how I was introduced to him and then immediately started reading um a ton of stuff and still there's a ton I haven't read yet but um I think it's just because and this is just in general fiction there's there's so much real life that you mm. see differently through fiction mm -hmm. um like one example with um uh like with Narnia and Aslan and what he represents, who he represents, and how you learn characteristics for, for people of faith, you see, you can enjoy it without, you know, having that background, but um, knowing who Lewis made him to represent, um, especially, and, and I do have a soft spot for Horse and His Boy, because it was, you know, my first, my first Narnia, but um, mm -hmm. the different characteristics of Aslan throughout that, you know, as, as the the cat comforting him to, you know, the cougar chasing him to push him where they didn't think they could go to, you right. know, the end being encountering Aslan and, um, and so things like that. And then with Tolkien and, and good versus evil in such clear representations, um, and, and the movies do that too with, with the orcs and, um, you know, all the horrible creatures versus, versus the good ones. Um, mm -hmm. but it's just, it's, there's that there's something bigger than yourself. And, and too, I just love stories of adventure and, and romance too. And obviously there's, there's in Lord of the Rings, some, that's not the focus, you know, it's, it's different mm -hmm. now right. for rom-coms, right. but, but <laughs> right, still right. you, you see with their characters, even if it's written different, um, and knowing Tolkien's background and how much he loved his wife, you see that influence mm -hmm. um, and stuff like that. So, mm -hmm. yeah, I just I think it's so powerful and it, and it gives people um, or teaches people empathy and and maybe just different experiences too, even beyond um, Tolkien and Lewis with with fiction of you know oh I'm not familiar whether it's cultural or um, all the things. It's like okay. I can kind of understand people who are different from me and that, and that's so, especially 
now more than ever, I think it's important for people um, to just learn about others. And, and I think too, with, we saw that with, cause you mentioned Wakanda, you, we saw that with Black Panther and I, and I loved it. You know, it's, it was kind of this beautiful connecting point um, for those, you know, of the Africa, <clears throat> excuse me, African diaspora of this connects us all. Like we all understand it, you know, and you saw at the premiere people dressed up and dancing and, and just yes. all, all, all this awesomeness, you know, and yes, that was my I favorite. Think, yes. Everyone, like they came, we were ready to celebrate. Yes. Right. Right. <laughs> we, we were here and I, um, I think I saw it like seven times in the theater. I love it to this day. I love it. Yeah. Still get so sad thinking about Chadwick, but, um, yeah, agreed. Yeah. Oh, but, um, but I think that showed too, that story in itself, like, you know, who would have thought a comic character Mm -hmm. could express so many feelings of people, but also still you see, um, understanding people, why people made choices they did and, and this still a push for justice, just all the things. So, um, yeah, I just, I love that fiction does that. And, and two, back to the Inklings, not only with Narnia, um, but uh, Screw Tape Letters is one of my absolute favorites. And just the, the idea of good and evil through demons eyes, you know, of training. That and book was uncle. so eye-opening. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> yes. It really, it's, it, I finished that and I was like, this is one of the most genius books, <laughs> you know, I've ever read. And then to The Great Divorce and in, in, in a different way. But um, yeah, that was a really long way to say it just, it teaches us stuff we know, but mm-hmm. in seeing it in a different way, whether based yeah. on true stories or fantasy. Um, mm. Yeah. So like I said, th- those are topics I could go on for yeah, hours, yeah, for but sure. I love it. <laughs> I love it. I love it so much. The the part that really stood out to me is when you were talking about Wakanda. And and the reason why is that, you know, when you mentioned about Lord of the Rings and, you know, mentioning about like the distinction between good and evil, right? So when you talk about Wakanda, the thing that really stood out to me with Wakanda was the nuance and the layers within the fantasy. So you're dealing with people that, you're dealing with a nation, right? That's, you know, it's a fictionalized nation, but it's, it's an idealized nation as well, where it's just all the rich riches, all the intelligence, you know what I mean? All of the military might, all of the excellence. But then you also have, hey, there are things that are happening right now that are like basically the, 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 the fruit of the seeds that were planted in generations ago. There were actions that were done by Wakanda, like you know. So if you were to look at certain situations, if, if I want to take a, a, a bit of a, a peel away from Shobaraka's book for those who haven't read it yet, but like, th- there's a bit of a villain even in the hero, in the heroes. And if you look at one side of it, you know Wakanda's excellent. If you look at the other side, Wakanda was isolating themselves and they didn't help. And in the same way, you go in from the nation to the individuals, like. Uh, um, uh, I'm not forgetting his name right now, but it's Black Panther and and his brother and all that dynamic with the family, the, the, the inter-family conflicts and, and all of the different things that happen. So it, it just is really intriguing just to see all the ways that fiction goes. Yeah, no, that's, I think, one of the reasons that movie was so powerful was 
Killmonger, right? That's what you're talking about. Yeah, there we go. Yes. I <laughs> yeah, don't know yeah. why <laughs> no, 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 all good, all good. But how that opened Black Panther T'Challa um eyes to to the nuance, to the oh wait, maybe there is something we should be doing, you know, and, and that mm-hmm. whole, I, when he died at the end, I was like, no, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, like, can he come back? This is comic books, you know, as a <laughs> more, more quote unquote redeemed character, but even understanding his backstory, mm-hmm. um, even if you may not agree with all the methods he chose, it brought just a deeper understanding of what may have led to that. So yeah, I'm, I'm with you on that. Sure. Sure. And, and, and real quick, uh, can you, um, explain and go into a little bit more detail of what International Inklings Day is. Oh, yes. Sorry. Thank you. No problem. No problem. (laughs) Yeah. So um, before I started that um, like week long celebration um, on my blog, I just had a monthly Inklings discussion. So I would as I was reading, you know, new books to me, I was like, oh, it'd be fun to kind of make it a monthly um, series where the month before I say, hey, I'm reading, you know, the last battle um, and next month, and I'll just post a discussion on my blog, join in kind of thing. And so through that, I, I read mainly, um, books from them, but also biographies and stuff about them as well as I was just, you know, learning, learning more and more about them. And so one of the books, um, I read, um, it was about their friendship and, and then the Inklings as well, but focused on Tolkien and Lewis's friendship. And so that had said, um, I talked about their first meeting, which was May 11th, uh, 1926. It was a faculty tea. Um, I was like, oh, that's so British, you know, faculty tea. I want to, I want to have faculty I love tea. It. Um, I love tea. But <laughs> me too, me too. Um, and so that was the day they first met um, at that uh, tea and um, it didn't go off without a hitch or that's not the right way to say it, but they actually didn't get along. They didn't get along at first, right? Yeah. Yeah. Lewis kind of thought he was a little stuffy and they had disagreements on anyways, but they found other stuff that they agreed on and, and through discussion, Tolkien um, convinced Lewis on some teaching stuff and and all the things. And then they found a mutual love of, um, uh, what was it Norse Norse mythology and and different things like that and so then from there that's how they became great friends and and all the things so when I read that um I didn't do anything with it but just personally thought and I think I posted it on Facebook like this should be a holiday because without <laughs> you know them becoming friends they wouldn't have pushed themselves and each other and then Lord of the Rings and Narnia and all the things would have never existed. So that is where International Inklings Day. And I just threw in the international just to make it. I love it. Know, no, I love it. Because things, we're saying but... everyone from around the world is joining in on this. Like yeah. I, yes. Yeah. The backstory behind this. I'm like, Jamie, you are so cool. I'm like, I had no idea <laughs> the connection. I'm like, get out. That is so awesome to hear that. So I love it. Yeah. Yeah. When, when I become a fan of something, I become a fan. Right. <laughs> so I'm all in. I'm we can all hear in. it. That's so good. <laughs> yeah, we can hear just the the love that you have for it, um, and and it, it even you loved it so much that even with the next question that I was going to ask, you you kind of answered it. But if there's anything else that you wanted to share on this, uh, you can share on why is fiction so important, and you know what does it do for us beyond entertainment? Yeah. Um, yeah. I kind of I. I think I hinted to, to most of the, the big things, but, um, 
it's, I think it's just, it's sometimes it is just passing time, you know, and that's okay too. That's good. Yes. <laughs> that it, you know, we don't always have to read to have some deep, profound revelation. Although sometimes we go in and then there is the revelation, but um, mm-hmm. I just, I love that. As I mentioned, we can learn to em- empathize, but also just learn like I, one of my favorite genres to read um, outside of fantasy is historical fiction because when it's done really well I felt like I, love I just historical had like a, fiction <laughs> like I had a history <laughs> class you know so I was like oh now I know about the early AP um, news people you know like random books that that dive into that but just to simply learn but um, also that it can pull us away from hard places I know when I mean there's so much terrible going on all the time but um sometimes it could be an escape in a healthy way um, to just, you know, like I'm going to go into another world and, and just breathe a little, you know, from, from reality. Um, But I just, I love that it's important that with fiction in whichever genre, like we've already referenced a few, but Mm -hmm. um, the different stories they tell from, you know, backgrounds, cultures, um, experiences, and there's just literally every aspect of real life is seen in fiction too, obviously because mm-hmm. we're writing it. But um, even with kids books, I, I love reading kids books. I have little nieces and a nephew. So for that reason, but also, um, you know, if I'm at Target or any other kind of bookstore, just flipping through, just seeing how it's like, oh, this story is going to capture the imagination of kids, you know, mm-hmm. um, I love yeah, that, Jamie. You, that, yeah. Yes. I was just going to say, um, it's so interesting to hear that because, so I grew up in foster care, but one of the things, um, when I was adopted was, um, I was an avid reader. Like you could, like, I would be in my room. I could be in my room lost for hours in fiction and books. And it was my favorite thing. And that's when I was, um, also introduced to actually the Chronicles of Narnia and I was just obsessed with the books. Um, yes. But I loved it so much because like you mentioned before, you learn empathy, you learn, it It kind of reminds me of when we read scripture, right? And you see a lot of what um, Yeshua is doing in scripture is talking in parables to people. It's not like right. in your face, like, hey, right. X, Y, and Z. He's like this whole story. And you're like, what? Mm-hmm. My mind is blown and like the, the depth to it of what he's addressing and what he, um, the need that he is meeting um, at that time for every story that he shares, you know? And so why are stories like Narnia, Lord of the Rings important for our faith? Um, yeah. So one thing I love and, and I love that, you know, as God is, is in all things, um, and he can and show us in all things that it's not just you know Narnia and, and Lord of the Rings, but um, we mentioned that Harry Potter too um, mm-hmm. is another another one that I love as well. But I think it's because it brings truth, like capital T, that we hold deeply to the forefront. Um, we've talked about it already a ton on on the good versus evil, but. Um, even in fantastical creatures and characters, we can find ourselves in those stories. You know, when, when I think of um, the siblings in Narnia, you know, I've had discussions, whether online or just with friends, like, oh, I, I see Lucy in myself, or 
oh, I could see how, you know, Edmund, I could have made a dumb decision like that or, or Eustace who, you know, is a punk until he, <laughs> you know, becomes a dragon as, right. as happens. <laughs> um, but, but we can, you know, and, and like Boromir and Samwise Gamgee, if we're being honest, it's like, okay, would I have been, you know, um, tempted by the ring or would I have been Samwise Gamgee or would I have been Frodo, you know, all, all mm-hmm. the things that we can, we can find in different stages or whatever in life ourselves in those stories. And, um, I think that's why too, like with, with Harry Potter, um, I don't know how hardcore you guys are on, on with Harry Potter, uh, but I think that's why we see, you know, you see so much pride that people have in the houses they're from, from Harry Potter, like the, whether the official Pottermore quiz or, um, you know, Buzzfeed ones, whatever they are. But um, when I, whether new or, or old encounter friends um, who like Harry Potter, we always ask like, oh, what house are you, <laughs> you know? Yeah. Um, and I, I'm Gryffindor and Ravenclaw because I had to take it twice. Um, and so, <laughs> but even that it's, it's such a, a, a fun example of, Oh yeah, because we want like with with Harry Potter, like Gryffindor is you know brave. Like I, oh yes, I want to be I want to be brave. You know, I want to live up to that. Um, mm-hmm. um, and and all the things. So I think it's important to our faith because reading scripture, yes, is is key. Um, but sometimes you know it can almost feel. I hate saying this, but if we're being honest, almost feel like homework. You know, especially if you're in. Leviticus or Deuteronomy, mm-hmm. <laughs> you know, mm-hmm. where you're not getting yeah, that. Deuteronomy like, is my favorite book. It. Like literally, okay. I'm such a geek. I guys, I kid you not. Wow. <laughs> like, you know, it really is like it is my favorite book. But I know I get exactly what you're saying, Jamie, because it can be really hard to sit down <laughs> and work through where you're like, what's happening? And there's a whole culture and an understanding that we're not really talking about. So right. I get that completely. I am just completely amazed and fascinated. <laughs> I was like, that's another podcast. Of yeah, it is. <laughs> Deuteronomy. It really is. Yeah. But, um, but even, even in the new Testament, you know, if our, if we're busy or stressed or whatever, even reading, you know, uh, a Psalm or a proverb can just kind of get rushed through or whatever. Um, and so, and I'm not saying to replace fiction, obviously with Bible reading, but sometimes when it is just, you know, quote unquote, easier to read fiction, we can pull those truths. And then, you know, like I've had many times where it's not coincidental, but, you know, reading a fiction and then what I'm reading in scripture ties so beautifully mm-hmm. to that, you know, and it's like, okay, I, I get that. it. Yes. Mm-hmm. You're, you're trying so to much. teach me something, but, um, yeah, I think it's just a mirror in a lot of ways of, of what we're going through or what, um, you know, is going on around the world. Like every time I read screw tape letters, I'm like, did he write this for 2021? <laughs> right. There's yeah. so much, you know, that's yeah. almost scary of like, what did he time travel? If anyone could have, it, it would have been Lewis. Like he would have figured right. out how to time travel. Um, yeah. But but no, yeah. that's so true. I love, um, I love biblical fiction too. I don't know if you've, um, have heard of Francine Rivers. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. My oh favorite. My goodness, I have every <laughs> single book, <laughs> but it's like you said, um, they have this gift of making 
scripture come alive and and bringing these characters that we read about in scripture and you're like huh I wonder what happened here or a connecting mm-hmm. piece that is is fictional we don't know obviously you know if it's true but right. they, you know, the, the seamless way of making them come to life and I'm like sitting there bawling my eyes and I'm like oh my gosh this is so profound and amazing and you're challenged in such a deep way you know um and you know fiction has the beauty of bridging that gap of of like you mentioned before Jamie just um addressing different things that in in a different in a deeper way it will get your Mm -hmm. mind to think um in another way if that makes sense yeah. No, absolutely. Um, Misu Andrews is actually one of um, our authors as well. And she's, she's fantastic. Um, but what I love about her stories too, is that she brings smaller stories of the Bible to life. Yes. Um, so it's like, oh, my I'm a Patreon characters. member for her because I'm oh, like, nice. I just love you so <laughs> I much. I love that. Yeah, I love that. <laughs> but um, yeah, so that's, I always appreciate, she does incredible research too. She does. Um, it's like, oh yeah, that, that person was married to, I'm you know, like, him. Wait, the and... 700th wife of Solomon, what? I wasn't even thinking about her. <laughs> oh, <laughs> right, right. You get this little snippet. I'm like, oh my gosh, that was profound. Yeah. And I'm challenged like faith-wise, do I respond this way? How right. would I be, you know, yeah. Yeah. So you're right. Yeah. And it, and I love with, with biblical fiction that it brings humanity to, yes. you know, you just, Oh yeah. Okay. Chapter first yeah. Chronicles to <laughs> this King was bad. Okay. Whatever, yes. you know, but it's like, oh, and yeah, you gloss over. Mm-hmm. yeah, they, they had families that were affected by their decisions. So yeah, mm-hmm. um, right. I love that too. Right. Good. That's good. Yeah. So uh, what would you say is the best advice for aspiring fiction writers? How should they begin? Yeah, that, that one's always a good one. Um, I think this one isn't, I, I would say, to simply write. <laughs> I know that that seems like very basic, but but it's, it's I think because it, it's, when I was thinking about this question, it's easy to plan for what you're going to do with whatever you write, you know, like, okay, I'm going to go to this conference, I'm going to email these agents, I'm going to pitch this, you know, blah, 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 that we we forget to actually do the work, you know? Um, I feel and like so, you're challenging me here, Jamie. I feel like <laughs> good. 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 No, but I mean, I, I, I do write myself, not, not fiction. Um, I think every idea I have just points back to Tolkien and Lewis, but I, I like nonfiction writing um, as well. And so for me, I can make lists of article ideas, uh, mm-hmm. what, where I want to pitch them, who to connect mm-hmm. with. And then, you know, three weeks later, I have not typed one word, <laughs> you know, the actual articles just staying in my head. So, um, so that's one thing I, I always recommend. And, and there's so many resources too, cause that could be scary as well. Like, right. Okay. And then you just stare at your computer for, um, Sorry, that's my cat. Um, you just stare at him. He always interrupts when he's not supposed to. He's like, hey, um, I'm supposed to be part of this too. I know. He's like, I'm your inspiration. Um, <laughs> but like finding prompts, um, you know, there's there's books, you know, you can you can buy or get from the library. But if you just looked up fiction writing prompts on Pinterest or or anywhere a ton mm-hmm. come up but I think that gets you in a rhythm um, and people write differently I know some people say write 30 minutes every day 
and that's, you know, whatever, but for some people it's like that, that actually doesn't work for me. Find, mm -hmm. find your consistency and however mm -hmm. that looks, if you have an idea, you know, focus on, on your work in progress. Um, or if you're, you know, a poet, then, then however that looks, you say, Oh, I want to write five poems this week, you know, whatever it is, find your consistency. But, um, I think that is very important because as, as you write, you just, you get better, you know, you, that, that, that naturally happens. Um, you know, I look at some of, um, my old blog from like years ago and they were like fun blog bookish posts. So like 10 things book nerds, like, you know, stuff like that. And, mm -hmm. and some of the early ones, I'm like, oh my gosh, delete, like, this is embarrassing, you know, just because it <laughs> was like, I was getting, I, I was learning my voice. I was mm -hmm. um, it just practicing, you know, even though I've had, you know, years of practice, just keep getting better and better. But that's um, so but good, to Jamie, to hear that because I'm just thinking of our writers too. So it's such a unique sure. community for indelible ink writers, you know, and Rachel creates prompts for everyone to encourage people to write mm -hmm. and being able to go back and look at what you've written, even though there are times you're like, oh my goodness, what was I thinking? Mm -hmm. It's what helped create the voice and your writing style today, right? To help kind yeah. of I don't want to say solidify because I feel like with writing, you're always growing and learning, but it's maturing your voice. Yeah. It's, it's growing your voice. And I love, right. I, I just love um, that you bring that part up because all of that is important. Where you start, where you begin is so important because yeah. when you go back and you look at it, you get to really see hey, wow, look at what I was writing before. Look at where I am today mm -hmm. and look at what I want to do and how do I want to grow and be challenged? Yeah, it's good. No, I, I agree. I think too, it's it's that encouragement of, yeah, okay, I have improved, you know, because mm, right. the classic writer thing is you type someone something, uh, type up, you know, a chapter or two, you're like, this is the worst written words in the history of the <laughs> That's universe. That's how I feel every single like, time I go burn to Burn it all like, oh. down, you know, right? <laughs> Right. But then, um, but when you have something you can look back on, and um, mm. I think that that's important. So I think that is again kind of simple advice, but I think one we can all use reminders for. Um, I think another which which the writers group sets up nicely is having a writers group, and and that mm. could look different. It could be online, in person, but people you can connect with that and and it takes time to develop that I think some people just want to dive in and be like hey we're gonna be a writer best friends and <laughs> we're the inklings now and yay you know this is gonna be fabulous you know but like to be in I think when you have a writer's group one of the strongest um especially for fiction I think uh, one of the strongest pieces of it is having a safe space for critique Mm -hmm. and for um insight whether it's like hey can you expand on this I'm not really sure what's happening to like hey mm -hmm. this idea is or isn't working um because mm -hmm. once you develop that kind of friendship and relationship and trust right. then um you know that makes us better writers I mean we've we've talked about the English a ton already but um in oh gosh I forget which um piece of Lord of the Rings it was but uh, I was watching um, a talk with, um, her name is Dr. Diane, is it Diane or Diana? I'll have to look it up, but uh, Dr. Glyer, and she, she's an Inklings professor um, at the college I went to, and so she was sharing the story, and um, that Tolkien sent 
you know, some, some early writings to Lewis and, and he responded quickly saying he loved it. He can't wait to read more. Um, oh gosh, I'm forgetting some of the exact details, but it was like a more to come thing. And then, so initial was like, I love it. And then he gave him, it was some crazy amount, like seven or 14 pages of critique. Um, wow. but, but it was, it was done in a way that wasn't this sucked, you know, anyways, yeah. but like that Tolkien Constructive actually, criticism. right. Yeah, and yeah. that Tolkien appreciated that more mm-hmm. than, you know, yay, I great. love it. It's great. You know, Cause it was like, mm-hmm. this is going, and it was like specific things. And, and I wish I wrote down the exact details of this little story, but, um, okay. it was more than just, um, oh, this could be better. You know, it was, very not specific because he wanted him to write the story as well but it was just a chance to um really make him a better writer so she wrote a book called Vandersnatch and so that has all the very specific details to it but it's <laughs> but this that's the general story of it but um but I I, I love that hearing that of like yeah when you have a trusted voice like just think of friendship you know when a mm-hmm. friend says says something to you that is to improve whatever, whether it's a dating relationship or mm-hmm. you're complaining at work and they point out something that maybe you could be doing better, whatever it is, mm-hmm. you can take, you, you know, that comes from, it's trusted. you know, it's trusted and it comes in love. Um, right. It's not, yeah. not just to tear you down, <laughs> you right. know, so. And that's right. so important. Yeah. That you bring up such a good point because, um, like you said, to have that within a community and to hear, I'm like seven to 14 pages, how would I have handled that? I would have been like, oh my gosh, but that's so good because you know, you know, the relationship that one, they had with each other and two, um, to have the freedom is just like, it's coming from a place of, I want you to be the best that you can be. And so I'm cheering you on. And these are some insights and things that I was thinking about, you know, how can we navigate or go about? And so, um, and within the community, if you go on our Facebook page, if you're, um, you know, on the Instagram account, you'll see that when you look up the hashtag, um, getting, you know, people within the community commenting on each other's work and right. um, really encouraging and, and, and supporting each other. Um, mm-hmm. And it's really unique. It's one of the, I always tell Ray, one of the bright sides of social media that we mm-hmm. get to see um, functioning today. Um, right. beautiful, com- beautiful community that's come about. Um, and with that, we get to share kind of what are things that were also inspiring us. And so it leads me into, um, so my next question for you, um, Jamie, is what is currently inspiring your ink or what's informing or shaping your creative work these days? Yeah, this, this is a fun question. Um, as I uh, mentioned, I when I do personal writing, it's, it's more um, or not more. It's just always uh, nonfiction. And so with everything opening up, I um, have been able to, to do smaller trips um because I, I absolutely love to travel and I love that um, I saw that on your Instagram I'm like oh goodness. again yeah. she's yes. so cool <laughs> Maybe. Yeah. Yeah. yes I I absolutely whenever I can um and so I was um over Juneteenth weekend because we uh got it was technically Friday 
since Juneteenth um, landed on a Saturday this year, Mm -hmm. but we, we got that holiday. So I decided to rebook a 2020 trip and went out to um, Alabama, which I'd never Mm -hmm. been, um, Mm -hmm. been to Louisiana and Georgia, but not, not those two in the middle. And so I've been wanting to um, do like a mini civil rights historic tour. And so um, I was in Birmingham, but mainly in Montgomery and, um, I don't know if you're familiar with uh, Brian Stevenson and um, yes. the work he yep. does. Okay, with Equal mm-hmm. Justice Initiative, um, mm-hmm. I think I've read Just Mercy. I I've lost count. I mm-hmm. every time people are like, "What should we?" If I'm in a new book club or whatever, I'm like, "Just Mercy." <laughs> we need to read Just mm-hmm. Mercy. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I've I've been wanting to go um, since they created the National Memorial of um, Peace and Justice, and then the legacy museum they have as well and then all the other mm-hmm. civil rights stuff that is there and so um that was just an incredible I mean heavier trip it wasn't you know going to the beach in Hawaii or, or something like that but mm-hmm. and still very important and um and so especially the memorial kind of coming back and and after you know just sitting with it and, and thinking about it um just writing a couple pieces one for my blog and then one um thinking about or looking to places to pitch. But um, one of the really profound things was um, my dad uh, is from Louisiana. And um, and so if you're not familiar with the memorial, that's um, how it's set up is um, it's for uh, vic- victims of lynching. And so they have these hanging steel things that hang and um, they represent each a county uh, where lynchings have taken place. And then on it, it has the names of the people and, and when they died. And so um, I came across, because my dad, like I said, Louisiana. And so I knew that was part of their history. And and seeing the, they, they're called parishes and not counties in Louisiana, but where the parish mm-hmm. where my dad's from. And granted, the dates of the people listed there were you know, late 1800s, early 1900s, whereas others were up into the fifties, you know, but, mm-hmm. um, but it just, that just sat with me of like, you know, my, I bet my great grandparents knew these people or at least heard, you know, cause they're small towns. It's not like LA County and massive. And, and just knowing that, that, that side of the family had, had that connection, um, and so stuff like that, again, that's, that went real heavy real quick, but, um, stuff like that really kind of gets me how, what I want to write about, you know, the things that, because too, back to the story piece, like all of those people had stories, you know, and all mm-hmm. of those, right. the families and the generations. And, and so that was, even though it wasn't, you know, quote unquote, a, a fun, fun, write, It was still a good right. one and just really thinking on that and, and history and, and all the things. So, um, so yeah, I, I'm hoping to be able to, to travel more and, and write stories about all the things and hopefully international, um, sometime soon, um, as again, things open up, but, but yeah, traveling, I, if someone just would pay me to travel and write about it, yes. <laughs> that too would be amazing. <laughs> yes. Just yeah, throwing yeah. it out there. <laughs> <laughs> right. Passport yeah. ready. So right, right. Wow, that that's very powerful. Um mm-hmm. there's so many different things that can inspire ink and and so many mm-hmm. different 
uh, stories, like you said, that you can hear when you travel to places like these. Like, you know, I wouldn't think of Alabama as the first place to travel to. Um, right. Trip, <laughs> People you know are like I mean? Alabama. <laughs> <laughs> right. But it's so it's so great that, you know, that you are able to actually go and you know, it's, it's serving in the way, you know what I mean? That you're mm-hmm. able to actually yeah. listen to people's stories and then that it really changes your lens and, and gives an outlook. Um, so I definitely appreciate you sharing that. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, well, Jamie, awesome. uh, thanks for taking the time to share the space with us. Um, and we'd love to end the night with uh, this question. Lately, what's been soothing your soul? Yeah, um, I, I love this question too. Um, <laughs> so so reading always, that's, that's a given. Um, but one thing that just started this year is art journaling. And I need to preface with saying art is not a talent I have. Like I can maybe paint like a flower in a sun. Like that is not a creative skill that God, <laughs> God has given me, but I love it anyways. Mm-hmm. And so um, the church I'm at, one of the, they kicked off small groups this year. Um, and one of them was the women's group of art journaling. So I was like, I'm going to go, you know, whatever that they'll teach you the process. And I have loved it. So I've got like all this, you know, supplies now. Um, but it's the same idea prompts and it's like, however you see that prompt, you know, with all Mm -hmm. the different styles and it's not all like, oh, you have to draw or you have to, you know, paint. Sometimes it's using different, um, mediums or, um, you know, cutting up pictures to design, just all the cool arts and crafts, you know, that um, we can appreciate, but that has been um, really soothing. And like I said, you do not need to be (laughs) talented in this, Um, you know, and it was uh, in the group, they would, we did one where it was with acrylic paint and it was okay. Wow. Kind of with a a mountain scene. And I was like, you know what, like mine's actually looking good. (laughs) And then I turn (laughs) and I see people who have talent and I was like okay mine is like a second grader version and that is like the college version but like yeah but so I chuckled and um but still I still loved it you know I wasn't Mm -hmm. there to be be the best Mm -hmm. artist because I you know I can accept that that's not mine but that one is was very much about or it is very much about the process and so that I think having that process of being creative in a different way than I normally am um is just has been really soothing and and shaping and and restful in a way Mm -hmm. so yeah I think that's a whole nother podcast episode Jamie like (laughs) really exploring things that you're not great at or excellent yeah. as your skill but yes. you enjoy and still showing up and doing it enjoying the process I'm like I that yes I think we should do another yes. podcast episode about that for because, sure yeah mm-hmm. it really I'm curious is. like what's going on in your brain when that happens you know all those questions are coming up right now what is that doing like physically for you as you're working those things out and right you know being present you know being present and really just enjoying being there and yeah. doing it for sure. And, and it's like, you know, I always, the first thing I think about is the, the painting sips that they have, yes. uh, because like, you know, I'm not an artist as well. And doing that, that's not something I'm used to doing. And, you know, even being a writer and everything, it's like, you, you get into that space. And then even in the indelible ink group, like write the poetry prompts, I was so excited to do poetry prompts because that is not my style of writing. And so mm-hmm. I, I keep, tomorrow. I, I can get, <laughs> yeah, I can get what you mean, Jamie, about like just doing the painting and how that can be so soothing. That's good. Yeah. Well, I think too, because there's at least for me, 
there was no pressure. Like when it's quote right. unquote, like my skill, I'm like, well, this first draft has to be perfect because I'm the one, you know, who's supposed to be the quote unquote writer. So mm. um, even though that's ridiculous in the first draft, it's always going to be terrible and that's, that's okay, you know, but um, when it comes to, yeah, the painting, the coloring, the this, it's like, it's okay if it sucks because that's all right, you know, like I'm not expecting right. this to, to be in, you know, the Metropolitan Museum of Art, mm -hmm. um, but, but yeah, there's just, there's freedom in that too, um, and then always too, another thing I would say is music, um, that's just always soothing, whether it's, you know, workout jams but also um I love instrumental music when I'm either writing or just working or mm -hmm. just need the question you know soothing to my soul that's just that's a, that's another one where I could appreciate uh people who play the violin um I think I tried yeah, that for like 12 minutes and I was like <laughs> you know what not it's okay that this one's not for me but yeah. I will enjoy I will appreciate someone talent. else's skill yeah yeah, yeah sure. so I agree the so, violin yeah. is beautiful absolutely yeah I I, I just oh. think that that's amazing sorry go ahead Jamie no I was just gonna say if I could snap my finger I would love to be able to like just know violin but oh, it's okay yeah. it is not my my call in life sure yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. Um, so Jamie, where can we find you? How do we follow all of the work that you're doing? Yeah. So it's actually pretty easy. It's just musings of Jamie. I figured I wouldn't scare the world with at Jamie Laparolery and just have people <laughs> figure out how to spell that. So yeah. So on all socials, um, it's at musings of Jamie. My blog is musingsofjamie.com. Mm -hmm. And um, yeah, I, I, Instagram is my favorite. Um, so that's the one mm -hmm. I, I post to much more often. And I'm like, oh yeah, I need to um, sometimes check in on the others. Um, yeah. I'm on TikTok, <laughs> but I'm more just laugh at the videos. And okay. it's I was like, mainly just my cat. Of you? Oh, oh, I love it. Of your cat. What's your cat's so, name? Yeah. Um, Maximus. I just call him Max. So my little bud. Um, so yeah, so I'm on TikTok, but don't expect necessarily any writing, <laughs> um, wisdom. Um, I occasionally share books, books I'm reading or whatever, but, um, but yeah, so that is where you can find me. Wonderful. Fantastic. Thank you so much for sharing. And once again, uh, I speak for myself and for Mia. Uh, we are so grateful that you were able to take the time with us and yes. uh, to share with us, Jamie. We really appreciate it. And uh, for everybody else that has been listening to this, uh, thank you. Thank you for letting us speak into speak life into your words and speak words into your life. Uh, check back in with us next week for another conversation on creativity. And if you're on Instagram, tell us about your work and tag us at hashtag indelible ink writers. We can't wait to see and share all that you're up to. In the space between now and next time, create from your soul and for your soul.